Section 7 of The Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Robert Drexler. The Golden Gems of Life by Amory Adams Allen and S.C. Ferguson. Section 7, Brother and Sister. Brother and Sister. The affections that exist between the members of the same family afford a pleasing spectacle of human happiness. That which exists between brother and sister should be assiduously cultivated. It is a beautiful and loving feeling and seems to be wholly angelic in its thoughts and feelings. It must necessarily be a pure spiritual love. It arises not from a sense of gratitude or for favors received, or from anything, say the endearing relationship of family. It rests not on anything but a spiritual affinity of soul. It should be cultivated as one of the sweetest plants in the garden of the heart. It should be watered every morning and evening with the dews of good nature, and sunned all day with the light of kindness. It should hear nothing but loving and tender words, even the dulcet music of home, see nothing but smiles and the tokens of confidence and sympathy, and know nothing but its own spirit of tenderness and unity. How large and cherished a place does a good sister's love always hold in the grateful memory of one who has been blessed with the benefit of this relation? How many are there who, in the changes of mature years, have found a sister's love their ready and adequate resource? With what a sense of security is confidence reposed in a good sister, and with what assurance that it will be uprightly and considerably given is her counsel sought. How intimate is the friendship of such a brother and sister, not widely separated in age from one another. What a reliance for warning, caution, and sympathy has each secured in each. How many of the brothers who, when thrown into circumstances of temptation, have found the thought of a sister's love a constant holy presence, rebuking every wayward thought. How many brothers are there from whom death separated the sister years ago, who yet feel her influence thrown around them like sweet incense from an unseen censer, who are arrested when just about to take a downward step by the memory of a reproving look from eyes that have long been closed, who have pursued their weary path of duty cheered by the remembrance of a smile from lips that will never smile again. Who can tell the thoughts that cluster around the word sister? How ready she is to forgive the foibles of a brother. She never deserts him. In adversity she clings closely to him, and in trial she cheers him. When the bitter voice of reproach is poured in his ears, she is ever ready to hush its hard tones, and to turn his attention away from its painful notes. Let him move in pleasant paths, she hangs clusters of flowers about him. In watching his favored career and listening to his eulogy, she feels the purest satisfaction. The cold grave cannot crush her affections for him. It outlives her tears and sighs, and hence she often wanders to the spot where he reposes with a fragrant rosebush and creeping honeysuckle and plants them on his tomb. And who will dare to affirm her love perishes when he passes away from earth? May it not live far off in glorious land, increasing in fervor and intensity as the years of eternity pass away. Affection does not beget weakness, nor is it effeminate for a brother to be firmly attached to a sister. 
Such a boy will make a noble and brave man. The young man who was accustomed to kiss his sweet, innocent sister night and morning as they met shows its influence upon him. He will never forget it, and when he shall take someone to his heart as his wife, she shall reap the golden fruits thereof. The young man who is in the habit of giving his arm to his sister as they walk to and from church will never leave his wife to find her way as best she can. He who has been trained to see that his sister was seated before he sought his own will never mortify a neglected wife in the presence of strangers. And the young man who frequently handed his sister to her chair at the table will never have cause to blush as he sees some gentleman extend to his wife the courtesy she knows is due from him. The intercourse of brother and sister forms an important element in the happy influence of home. A boisterous or a selfish boy may try to domineer over the weaker or more dependent girl, but generally the latter exerts a softening influence. The brother animates and heartens. The sister modifies and refines. The vine tree and its sustaining elm are the emblems of such a relation, and by such agencies our sons may become like plants grown up in youth and our daughters like cornerstones, polished after the similitude of a temple. Sisters scarcely know the influence they have over their brothers. A young man is pretty much what his sister and young lady friends choose to make him. If sisters are watchful and affectionate, they may in various ways lead them along till their characters are formed, and then a high respect for ladies and a manly self-respect will keep them from mingling in low society. Girls, especially those who are members of a large family, have a great influence at home, where brothers delight in their sisters, and where parents look fondly down on their daughters. Girls have much in their power with regard to those boys. They have in their power to make them gentler, truer, purer, to give them higher opinion of women, to soften their manner and ways, to tone down rough places, and shape sharp, angular corners. They should interest themselves in their pursuits and show them by every means in their power that they do not consider them in their doings beneath their notice. But few sisters realize how much they have to do with the welfare of their brothers, how much it is in their power to win them to the right modes of thoughts and actions by little acts of sisterly attentions. If they would but spare an hour now and then from their peculiar employment to their boys' sports, and not turn contemptuously away from the books and amusements in which they delight, they would soon find how a gentle word would turn off a sharp answer, how a genial look would effectually reprove an unfitting expression, how gratefully a small kindness would be received, and how unbounded would be the power for good they would obtain by a continuance of such conduct. Fortunate is the family that possesses such an elder sister. The mother confides in her, the father takes pride in her ability to aid and cheer the household, and the younger ones lean upon her. By her counsels, her example, her influence, she may do as much as the parents to give to the family life. She is at once companion and counselor for the younger members, since separated by only a brief interval from the sports of childhood, she can sympathize easily with the little wants and the little griefs that fill the child's heart to overflowing and show it how to compass its desires and forget its sorrows. A short girlhood is usually the allotment of the oldest daughter, but this is more than made up to her 
in the long and delightful companionship she has with her mother, in the sense she is made to have of her own importance in the family, and the unusual capability she is obliged by the forces of circumstances to acquire and display. It is a law of our being that no improvement that takes place in either of the sexes is confined to itself. Each is the universal mirror to each, and the refinements of the one will always be in reciprocal proportion to the polish of the other. The brother and sister should grow up together, be educated at the same school, engage in the same sports and as far as practicable, in the same labors. Their joys and sorrows, tastes and aims, should be mutual as far as possible. The same moral lessons, obligations, and duties should bear upon them. It is an error that the youths of our land are separated in so many of the most important duties of life. Much evil is caused by mistaken opinions on this point. The girls are taught that it is not pretty to be with the boys, and the boys that it is not manly to be with the girls, while at the same time the society of each is necessary for the best development of character in the other. When they do meet, it is only for sport and nonsense, to conjole and deceive each other. Hence the good influence they should have upon each other is in great measure lost. They are unacquainted with each other, know not each other's natures, and have but little interest in each other's business and duties. We want the girls to rival the boys in all that is good, refined, and ennobling. We want them to rival the boys, as they well can, in learning, in understanding, in all noble qualities of mind and heart, but not in any of the rougher qualities and traits. We want the girls to be gentle, not weak, but gentle, and kind and affectionate. We want to be sure that wherever a girl is, there should be a sweet, subduing, and harmonizing influence of purity and truth and love, pervading and hallowing from center to circumference the entire circle in which she moves. It is her mission to instruct the boys in all needful lessons of neatness and order, of patience and goodness. We want the boys to be gentle, courteous, and considerate towards their younger sisters, to be the protector and emulator of their virtues. We want to be sure that where there is a boy there will go forth the influence inspired by the courage of manly self-respect, a respect that keeps him from mingling in low society. We want him to be every wit a man, a fit friend and companion for true womanhood. We want to see them both enjoy the springtime of life, for this is the season of joy, of bliss, of strength, of pride. It is the treasury of life, in which nature stores up those riches which are for our future employment and profit. Youth is to age what flower is to the fruit, the leaf to the tree, the sand to the glass. Hence, we want to see them both, so using the golden age of youth, as to be able to reap a rich harvest in the years of maturity. End of Section 7